0: Thanks for listening to Copy That. My name is Dan, and I'll be your host this evening as we go through creativity. It's very exciting. Um, up this week, and I say this week like it comes out weekly, but we both know that that's not true, so we'll just not lie to each other, um, is Joey Spioto. You might know him as Joe Bot on the internet. He is a phenomenal artist doing incredible work with a whole bunch of pop culture, and he's written books, and he's going to talk to us about books and how his work goes, and really just how he takes steps every day uh, to build a huge, a huge, monumental, he has a huge swath of creativity and products that he has available to purchase. For He's done gallery shows, he's done just a, a whole bunch of stuff, so we're going to get to all that. I just want to say that as we um, continue our life in the quarantine right now, uh, that uh, probably like you I've vacillated from um, having great days of being very productive to completely losing myself into the phone and struggling with despair so and everywhere in between pretty much great times great family times absolutely terrible family times uh, you know just Wow we're all kind of stuck in this whole thing together Um, and it's just it's just a lot so Um, I have, uh, in an effort to be as helpful as I can, I've uh, put some things out on the internet. I've been writing kind of regularly about what uh, your organization or your company can do right now because everything is going to be different and we're probably going to be looking at a big change for the next six to 12, maybe even two years. Um, And how do we prep for that winter? How do we get that ready? So I'll have some links in the show notes to some of that. And I've also been offering a... Um, if your organization needs to talk to somebody and figure out, uh, kind of get a plan together, and you're not sure if you should talk to your board or you should, what what you should do, um, I'm the guy. Give me a call, um, and I've, I'll put links in the show notes. I'm just giving away consulting time, uh, just to talk about things and get things going. So, without further ado, um, I just want to again thank uh, Joyce Piotto for being on the show. He's so great, and you're gonna see it in just a second. Here we go. Right, my guest today is Joey Spioto, a longtime incredible dude. And Joey, thanks for being on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me,
0: appreciate it. Awesome. Well, I want to talk with you about the sincere breadth of your creativity or the, the mm-hmm. catalogue of your work is super impressive to me. And so I just wondered. Thank if you. you. Um, uh, well, let's just let's start at the beginning. You were born a young boy. No, let's not go that far. I was. So, <laughs> with really, a mommy and a moving, daddy you. Yeah, other. right. Exactly. Maybe a little <laughs> forward from there. <laughs> and then conception happens. Why are we here? What is going on? No. <laughs> uh, moving forward a little bit. So there you are. Uh, can we start? You're you're now. Um, so so talk to me a little bit about your corporate life. Cause I know you started out coming out of school and going into the corporate thing. Yeah. I uh, sort of, yeah.
1: Sort I, of? I went to uh art school okay. um, in Pasadena. I went to art center, college of design in Pasadena. Small, and, small, uh, not I, very known, small, not, not very well known. Little yeah, no, nobody's ever heard of it. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. Um, I graduated with a, uh, degree in illustration and, uh, they had a really cool program there where they bring in different companies to come in and interview students for potential jobs uh, after they graduate. So um, I had met with a guy at Pixar and I thought, Oh, this is cool. Maybe I'll go get to work at Pixar. I did Mm -hmm. not. I did not get to go work at Pixar, (laughs) but um, through that uh, talking with him, he said, you know, there's nothing we really have open right now that can suit your skills, he said, but um, I have a friend that is uh, starting up a film project up in the Bay Area. Would you be interested in working with the art department on that? And I thought, well, of course I would. What, what's the project? And he said, well, I can't tell you about the project, but it's with um, the whole Star Wars art team from Episode 1 and 2. And I thought, oh, what? Uh, yes. Sign Intriguing, me up. yes. Intriguing, Yeah. So I was already a big fan of that whole team of artists. I, I had all the, the art books, and I, you know, I poured over them in school, and I knew who they were. And um, so, my first job out of school, I, I was uh, art assistant on um, the Polar Express film for Warner Brothers. Uh, that was run. The, the art department was um, led by Doug Ching, who was the lead oh, visual yeah, development Doug artist Chay. for, yeah, for all the Star Wars uh, prequels. Yeah. and now he's back. He's back as the, the head of Lucasfilm, um, their whole creative department. So yeah. um, I got to work with him uh, and a bunch of super talented artists. And it was basically like art school 2.0. It was an incredible learning experience. And that was sort of where I jumped into my career as, a, as an artist, professional artist, which I realize is not the way that it goes for a lot of people. Um, so I'm very grateful for the opportunity, you know, that sort of springboarded my, my career very early on.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And so then, so, so you were coming out and then you went, did you go to video games from there? I did. Yeah.
1: Um, the project was wrapping up and, uh, and, um, which I didn't, I I didn't, because I didn't have the experience at the time. I didn't quite understand how. The film industry works and that that kind of field works where Doug had called me into the office and he said, you know, we don't have another project lined up. So I can't guarantee that there will be work uh, after this project ends. And in my mind, that was, oh, okay, I have to find another job. Oh, wow. What I didn't understand is that, like, this is Doug Chang. There will be another job. Yeah. <laughs> there will be another. <laughs> yeah. There will be another project, and I was homesick. My whole family was down here. I was up in the Bay Area. I was twenty-one, twenty-two years old, and um, and I thought, you know, what? I think I missed home. I missed my friends, my family, and I thought, I'm going to move. I'm going to move back. Still kept in touch with them, and uh, I, t- I took on some freelance work in the game industry. And then, um, and then a couple of years later, after doing freelance, I ended up going back full time up in the Bay Area to the video game industry, where I was a concept artist.
2: Oh wow! I
0: didn't know it was up in the Bay. I thought it was all around town here. No way. yeah. no, I was up. I was up at Electronic
1: Arts. Uh, the studio now is shut down. Uh-huh. Um, thankfully, yeah, they're really nice. EA, EA. I don't know what happened, but they they shut the whole studio down last say, year, I,
0: maybe. Yeah, I was to say. I think like EA hasn't you been like acquired and this and that and the other thing, and it's like back and forth, and this art department goes over here, and this goes over here. Yeah, they yeah,
1: just... they, it, they were they. It was a huge campus, um, and I believe it's all all the, it's still there, and I think EA still owns the the building or whatever. But the the development side of it, they shut down. Um, which happens I think actually every game studio that I worked for has shut down I worked for telltale games they went they went under lit this year maybe last year visceral uh, yeah, yeah. games and yeah it's just bummer it so happens. so that's basically
0: you are the albatross of the yep, no, don't hire that's me. the story don't that we're learning me. right now <laughs> <laughs> Joey speed I'm not gonna say game that it's all,
1: fault, but, uh, it's all my fault but it's all
0: my fault wow Wow! (laughs) hilarious hilarious (laughs) but then you got this crazy idea to start doing some stuff for yourself so so how did how what did i mean and the other part is like then the where but how did you just to say uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna do some stuff on my own and i'm gonna make it commercially viable how did how did that even happen yeah
1: it that's it, not easily. Um, so while I was working at EA, uh, I was a concept artist, and I was uh, on a very small team, and we were we were um, basically waiting. We were on a hiatus sort of for a license project, and we were waiting for the, the licensor basically, so I can't say the name of the game, but mm-hmm. there was a game that was based off of a television show.
2: Okay. And the pe-
1: people that own the rights to the television show had not gotten back to us. Got it, um, and so we were just sort of waiting around for them to get back to us. Well, two months had gone by, and they still had not gotten back to us, and so the studio was finally like, uh, we are paying you guys. you need to do something and so uh, <clears throat> so basically, what we all decided to do as a team was for everybody to develop an idea for a game, pitch it to each other
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and then we're all going to vote on whose game we think we should pitch to the head of the studio as like our next project while we wait for this other project to, to happen. Maybe it won't happen. We don't know. So it, uh, came down to, to my game. Mm -hmm. Everybody had voted on a game that I had developed, um, in a short span of like a week and a half or something. I don't know. And, um, So we got to pitch it to the studio head and they they liked what they were seeing and they said, okay, this is great. Let's move forward, but spend the next couple of weeks developing this idea a little bit more. So in my mind, I started maybe getting a little carried away thinking like, this is it. This is my dream. This is what I've always, you know, wanted
2: to Mm.
1: have my game be developed by a major publisher and it was incredible. As Um, is normal when you're young and your heart is on your sleeve. As is normal.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. And, uh, about a week later that studio had left the company and (laughs) another guy took his, yep. Another guy took his place and the guy said, Oh, we're, we're not doing your game. This is the game you're going to be making. Um, and it was, it was very different from what my idea of a dream project was. And, uh, and I thought, I don't know that I can work on a project like this for the next two to three years, just typical game development time for, oh, you know, wow. stuff. So, um, and I was a little bit, you know, just disheartened by, by kind of the, the high highs of like having sort of my dream become realized and then having yeah. that pulled away. And uh, it was about that time that the studio – someone in the studio decided to put on an art show in the lobby. We had this really nice big atrium downstairs cool. uh, where everybody could, you know, there was a Starbucks there. So people would hang out get Starbucks and then they had this really cool like atrium. Well, they decided they wanted to put an art show on. And so all the concept artists in the studio could submit their work and have it displayed personal work. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, oh, that's cool. So I did that and I sold all the artwork was, uh, was for sale. And I got contacted by, by a few people at the studio that wanted to buy my artwork. And I'd never experienced that before. Um, that is probably a, a good feeling. Artist, it is. <laughs> it really is. Especially like being part of this corporate machine where nobody knows who you are outside mm-hmm. of the development studio. right? You know, like the publisher, the game director, the creative director, they get all the credit, which, you know, they they should. They do a lot of work. Right, right, right. Um, but I myself was like, well, nobody gets to see the work that I'm doing. And so getting kind of recognized for that, I really liked that, uh, feeling. It was rewarding. And, um, and also about that time, uh, I was down, I I came back down to Los Angeles to visit family, excuse me. And I went to an art show at gallery 1988, which is a pop culture art gallery here in LA. And it was the, um, What show was it? I think it was The Lost.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah, that was was a great one. One of
1: their, like, yeah. And it was one of their first, like, big, big art openings. Yeah. And I saw all this amazing work on the wall that was inspired by a show that I loved. And I was like, this is incredible that these artists get to do basically, like, artwork of stuff that they love. And they put it up, and their name is under the artwork, and people are buying it, taking it home with them. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is really cool. I'd like to try it. And, uh, and so my contract at EA was coming up, and I thought, you know what? I'm just not feeling – I can't do this anymore. It's time for me to move on. Mm. So, I, so I left game development, and I had lined up a bunch of freelance work within different EA studios, and I moved back down to LA at the end of 2008, which is right when the uh, economy crashed.
0: Oh, so a great time great time 2009 for, man for,
1: 2008 bam a great time to be a self-employed artist right um, i mean because you make because, money
0: in the best of times
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> we we're laughing <laughs> yeah yeah i uh i thought i would be okay because you know ea is this big studio i have right. five freelance jobs lined up with different ea studios around the world and i right. thought okay i can maybe this is more work than I can handle, but I'll do it. And, uh, so this was like right before the Christmas break. And so got back to work January and I get an email at my desk and I'm looking at it. And it's, uh, from one of the studios, one of the art directors that, um, I was lined up to work with. And he said, Hey, got some bad news. Uh, the studio has put a freeze on all development because of, you know, potential economical issues um so we're not gonna be able to work with you and i thought okay that's fine i got four other jobs lined up by the end of that week all four of those other jobs had been put on freeze as well oh no yeah yeah so i was quickly unemployed um and i i started panicking yeah i thought what have i done yeah (laughs) yeah what have i what have i done here um and then I thought back to uh thought back to the gallery, and I thought, Well, hmm, I'd like to try that It's something I'd like to give a shot. I don't have anything else going on so uh so I reached out to the gallery and i I kind of introduced myself and told them that I was an artist and I'd like to work with them um told them that I'd been to the lost show and how inspiring that was, and asked them if there were any shows they could put me in, yeah. And so, yeah, so they invited me to be in a couple of shows uh, over the course of that next year. And um, so I created artwork for those shows, and I sold nothing. I think maybe one or two prints out of, like, four shows I was in that year. Oh, wow. But, yeah, it was, it was a little disheartening, but I was determined to make it work. And I thought, well, let's give it a year, give it a solid year, see how it goes. Wow. And uh, Yeah, and what I thought about long term – I I, I'm sort of a long-term thinker
0: yeah um I think you have to and if you want to win yeah
1: (laughs) right and so my goal was like okay 10 years from leaving my job in the video game industry I want to have built a name for myself yeah uh to where I can sort of do the projects that I want to do Mm-hmm. And I know that maybe those 10 years are going to be ups and downs and it's going to be challenging, but like, I feel like within 10 years, which is a long time, I should be able to build up, uh, you know, a career out of being a self-employed independent illustrator. Right. But I didn't know quite what that looked like. Sure. Yet. Um, and so I knew that first year was going to be rough and, uh, At the end of the first year, they invited me to be part of uh, their, they do an annual show called Crazy for Cults, which is artwork based off of cult films. Yeah. Right. Really great show. And uh, so I did this piece uh, based off of the show Firefly, which was a cult classic TV show, but it was also a film and, and I thought, well, maybe they'll go for it. Right. It's sort of a TV show, more known to be a TV show than a film. And it's, they said, yeah, that's fine if it's based off, of, you know, if there's a movie involved, you can do it. And I was like, all right, cool. There's a movie involved, so wow. I did this. Yeah, so I did this piece, and it it like blew up online like a week before the show opened, and hey. um, kind of went viral. Which was, was that the that was the
0: that was the the Firefly um, uh, the, the record album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The record album. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, so uh, good. Yeah, and so I, I like the opening night of the show. We go down there, and it's like the show is packed, and um, my piece had sold the the framed piece for the show had sold. Uh, had a little red sticker next to it, which means you've sold this piece, which I had never experienced before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That was very cool. Yes, it was uh It was purchased by a celebrity also was very, very cool. awesome. <laughs> very awesome and then i think i think that night so i when i did the show i did a frames framed artwork and then i gave the gallery a bunch of prints i don't remember how many prints exactly mm-hmm. and by the end of the night all of my prints had sold out as well
0: what
1: and i thought i thought okay okay i have something here i can make this work right do this and so that sort of like gave me my next What I guess will be
0: oh my goodness, ten years is here. Just instant success. (laughs) That's what (laughs) I'm hearing. I'm hearing instant success. Overnight (laughs) success. I'm hearing jets. I'm hearing Dubai. Yeah. (laughs) Just Tokyo. Easy Yeah, easy street. Living (laughs) on Easy Street. No, so it's it's funny how like this is like these are these are good. I mean, these are good steps, but it's funny how it's just like it's not like looking back because I, I I feel like I was next to you during some of this, like like yeah. seeing the gallery 1980. You know when you got your first show and like I was like, yeah. how has it taken so long? Like I'm looking at your stuff, going, this is really good. How did it take so long oh,
2: for somebody to
0: to notice that and then to see like, yeah. okay, that did well okay, good. And then somebody else is like, oh, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is neat. Okay. And then you're like, yeah, it's really neat. And then at that point, I mean, how many, uh, like, were you frustrated? Like, was thing were things not happening as fast as you wanted them to happen at that point?
1: Uh, of course not. Yeah. No, nothing ever happens as fast as you want it to happen.
0: Right.
1: Uh, at least for me, mm-hmm. but I'm patient, I'm patient. And I know that if I keep working at something like Eventually.
0: Now, we, will were you were you just like sold on that idea and just determined at, at that point, or were you just like, all I can do is control the thing you can control, or what? What was your thought process there? Um, my thought process was
1: like, well, this will be a stepping stone to the next thing, whatever that next thing is, and I don't know what it is. Uh, it will be a stepping stone. So,
2: yeah.
1: enjoy this stepping stone step slowly right plan accordingly right and when your next thing comes you'll you'll get there
0: sure and then was the Um, next thing was the next thought like like to do like you did the album cover and then was it was it the golden book idea or or how did where did it go from there
2: yeah yeah
1: so i did i did the the album cover thing so i thought well this is a success i will do more and smart um which so I did. And in the, in the gallery scene, I guess it's a scene. Um, it's hard to stand out. They have a lot of very talented people that they work with. Um, so when you do something that's sort of recognized, I thought, well, this should, this would be smart if I stick with it. Um, so that people recognize they see this and they recognize, Oh, I've seen that before in this style, but it's based off of this. This is cool. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I thought okay well it's good it's good to be known for something um so i'm gonna continue with this and so i did I, I stuck with that style for a while and did not mean to rhyme right there, but uh I'll stick with it so I stuck with it and uh i did a that was let's see two thousand ten um so I did that for a few years. Uh, I was doing other freelance work, mm-hmm. um, just
0: trying to pay the and bills. The gallery work, yeah, just trying
1: to pay the bills. And then I I came across a website called T Theory, which right uh, at the time was this thing. It was sort of a new website, and it was they're all over now. But it was the only site that I knew of that was a shirt a day site where it's like. They sell one sh- one shirt, a T-shirt with a design on it, created by an artist like myself. Um, that shirt's available for 24 hours, and then it's gone forever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, "Oh, that's really cool. Right. I'm gonna submit a design. I'm gonna submit a design. See what happens." Right. So I dollar and so a dream. To, yeah, a dollar and a dream. Yeah, what it doesn't doesn't cost me anything to design anything and submit it. Right. So, uh, so I submitted this. Uh, he-Man Guns N' Roses mashup design. And I got an email like 20 minutes later. It said, oh, your design's been accepted. And I thought, what? That's crazy. Okay, 20 minutes? Cool. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't expect to hear back that quickly. Right. Um, and I definitely didn't expect to hear, yeah, we want to we sell this. And the legalities of this website were problematic as far as copyright goes, but that wasn't my problem. That was for them to deal with. Right. Right. Um, and so a couple weeks later they, they ran the shirt and I thought, you know, this would be cool if I sold a hundred shirts like, or 50 shirts or whatever. I didn't know what to, I had no barometer for for what a good selling shirt was. And, uh, so to give you a little link, To a a tracker where you can see how your sales are going throughout the day, Mm -hmm. and uh, so I click on the at 9 p.m. It went up at 9 p.m., which is midnight Eastern, and it's up for 24 hours. And I was glued to that sale tracker all day. I (laughs) totally get that. I totally get
2: that. (laughs) How about now? How about now? Yeah,
1: yeah. I went to bed and uh, I had trouble sleeping because I was like, I wonder what it's at. Let me just check. Let me just check. And um, yeah, I, I sold a, a lot more than a uh, hundred shirts. Um, so it was a, it was a artist, positive thing. The, the The artist would get paid. So the deal with the thing is, you submit the design. They sell the shirt for like ten dollars, and art the artist gets a dollar per shirt sold. Got it. So if you sell a hundred shirts, you get a hundred dollars.
0: Right. Um.
1: Yeah, and I I had a very great day. Maybe the best. One day source of income I've had in my life up until that point.
0: Wow. 107 Um, shirts. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's mean. That was mean. I'm sorry. It was 108. It was 108. Screw you, Portnoy. It's 108.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm an artist, Dan. I'm an artist.
1: Yeah, it was it was cool. So, like, uh, a couple days later you get a uh, PayPal deposit and yeah. Uh, a little, uh, yeah, a little email saying thank you for your submission. If you have any other designs, send them our way. And that, I thought well, feels
0: so good.
1: It was great it felt great. It was incredible and they, there's comments that you know they say never read the comments mm-hmm. uh, I do. Yeah, and it doesn't. <laughs> they say don't, and there's a reason
0: for that. But everybody does.
1: They say there's there's a reason. I love reading uh, Amazon reviews of oh my gosh. books. Oh my god. Oh my god. Those are my favorite. The one star reviews just are so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so, um, but it's fun because it's like people sort of like feel like they know you a little bit through your work. They're like, oh, I saw this guy's stuff at Gallery in 1888, or blah blah blah. And so like I started developing a little bit of a following through T Fury and through the gallery. Right. And, um, it was just, it was really cool. I thought, okay, well, this is, this is going according to plan. My plan of like building up a name for myself.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to what end? I
1: don't, I don't know, but, um, I know it's going somewhere and I'm going to come along for the ride. Right. And it can't and, hurt. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I don't know where we should go next, but. Well, I guess the question (laughs) is, so,
0: so the thing is, is like, like the thing that is impressive now to look at all of your work, especially since it's across books and t-shirts and Mm -hmm. there's prints and there's like just, I mean, and I think there's, there's even some, some new direction stuff for you that you're, you're going after now. It's like, you've got, this breadth of, of a catalog now. And it, and it's just basically yeah. like, how long are you giving yourself to do one of those prints? Like, do you, does it take two days? Does it take a day? Sure. Uh, it
1: depends on what, so I have sort of in, with that stuff, I have like two different series that I'm known for. One is the record album style. Right. And the other one, which I, I, I so I got a little tired of doing the record albums and I thought I need to change it up. Right. And so I started doing, um, like fake children's book covers inspired by TV shows, yeah, right. movies, music, and video games. Right. And that that series is called Storytime. And they're mm-hmm. made to look like little golden book covers. Right. Um, and I did that for a gallery show. And again, it was like sold out night of the show. Did incredibly Dang. well. Got all over the internet. Blew up big. And I thought, oh, okay, this is this is another thing to be known for. This is great. Um, I got a solo show through Gallery 1988 based off of that series. Um, I've had three of those. So it's like, depending on, it, sorry, your question was how long does it take? Like, it depends on, on what's involved, but like for the record yeah. album, if there's a couple of characters on there, like I just did one um, based off of The Office uh-huh. and it had like 13 or 16 characters. I don't remember. That one took me like, like two weeks to do. Dang. Um, just because of my, my limited working time, because I have two kids at home. Um, <laughs> my wife and I both work at home and, yeah. you know,
2: it's hard of man. finding yeah. time
1: um, and other, other commitments with right. work. Uh, so it, it could be anywhere from a few days to a week, week but, and a half or so.
0: But the thing that's wild to me about it is the fact that like, it's like okay, I'm just gonna launch this new one this week, or I'm gonna have a new one this week. So like at the because I I remember being in your studio and you like don't you track like everything that you're gonna do? You're like I have 57 of these that I'm gonna do or whatever. Like when you yeah. were prepping for the Storytime show, did you you had like a billion folders? I don't know what it was. I don't know how many pieces you put in it, <laughs> but you had a folder for each piece and all the assets and everything. It was just yeah. very systematic, which is really fun. I think when systematic kind of intersects our creativity because i think that's when when really good things happen and it's not just like you yeah. can't hold me down i'm a peacock right. i have to soar <laughs> or whatever you know it's like well that's i not... love that idea of being
1: a peacock but no it's it's somewhat organized organized chaos i have like a desktop folder and then i have my desktop which has like you know 80 icons on it which i should clean up But then there is one folder that says like story time and you open that and there's like three hundred folders that are each individual piece or you know, whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and I know where everything is, I know where it's all located, but like uh it's it's organized in my own way, but like if I if I asked uh my wife to come in here and find a piece, she would have no idea how to find it. (laughs)
0: Right.
1: Right. Hey, can you send me an email of that one part? And she's like, no. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay so um so there you are you've got story time you go to kickstarter you do the story time thing you come back you do a second story time too. yeah
1: yeah well i had through the gallery they had me do solo shows where for each solo show the first one i did 50 pieces um typically for a gallery group show i would do one to three pieces for the show and they did really well so when they gave me my own show i thought okay i'm gonna it's just my own artwork up on the walls. I want to fill the walls. I'll do 50 pieces, 25 pieces per wall. There's two walls. Right. Um, and so I would do 50 pieces and then, and then that show was extremely successful thanks to the internet. Yes. This thing called the internet turns yes. out as a great resource yes. for sharing your artwork online. Right. Um, and it did really well, so they offered me a second show. So that was going to be fifty more pieces, and then in between, I would do uh, pieces for other shows. And then I started doing conventions where I'd sell my artwork at like comic conventions, Comic Con San Diego, and um, and so I started. I developed like a big collection of all of these pieces, couple of hundred pieces of, of art, and I thought, well, let's do a. Kickstarter was really big at the time, and I wanted to do something with Kickstarter. I thought, well, this would be cool. This is a way to collect them all into one piece. Let's do a book. Yeah. I didn't expect the book to do so well mm-hmm. on Kickstarter. Uh, it, was a, it was a tremendous success, which yeah. was an you know amazing gift to have you know people that love your work support you. right As An artist like finding an audience is Crucial. Feels, feels yeah, it feels like a, a miracle. Um, and the book did very well, and uh, and so the following year, I thought, well, I'd like to do another Kickstarter for the other series that I do with the record albums, where I'll collect those, and and again, it, like, it, it hit its goal, it did very well, um, so now I had those two books that were a collection of my artwork uh, that I can also use, and I, I sell them at conventions along with the prints and stuff, and so I sort of, through the conventions, I've, I've sort of become a small business in the sense of like, of, of selling my own artwork uh, around the country um, going directly to people that can't, you know, when you're here in Los Angeles, it's like, Oh, that's cool. People can go out to a show at gallery in 1988 and they can buy some artwork that they like. Well, not everybody around the country or the world can do that, but they go to comic conventions in Chicago, in New York, in Florida, in Seattle, Um, in atlanta and those are a great place to like find new people who have never seen your artwork before right and get a get a whole new audience through that so um yes i've been doing conventions now for this is my fourth year i think i've gone to comic conventions since i was a kid but i never thought like this would be a great this would be a great direction for me to go but
0: well, and especially cuz you tend to do like a uh, like a tour, right? I mean, with Dragon Con.
2: Yeah.
0: Isn't yeah. it like Atlanta yeah, like, and Chicago and New York and
1: Yeah, and it's year round. So right. um they start like next year Chicago starts in February and then uh you know, and then Anaheim uh, WonderCon is in March and right. then San Diego is in July and so it's just sort of uh, throughout the year in different parts of the country. Actually in the next ooh, two weeks, I'm going to Singapore. No um, way. Yeah. I got invited to be a guest at Singapore comic con.
0: That's awesome.
1: So, uh, yeah. It's pretty amazing. I I don't know what to expect. I don't, I oh don't expect anybody there to know my work, but uh, the company that puts on the convention is the same company that does a lot of the shows here. They did like star Wars celebration, Oh, a small,
0: a small thing. I see.
2: Yes. Again, yes. just been, some local
0: businesses companies. getting together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that, that little independent project. I don't yeah. know if you've heard of it. A small global Wars.
0: phenomenon, but no big deal. Yeah. Whichever. <laughs> it's fine.
1: It's a thing that I was into a long time ago. I <laughs> wow. still love it. You know, it's... Wow. wow. You might
0: have heard of it, yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, but no, they they. it's awesome. I'm... I'm super excited to go
0: heck yeah heck to go to yeah. singapore so dude so so with your with your stuff again just thinking about like you have this breadth of of things like what is it and it seems like you you've had kind of some chapters not that everyone actually closes because it just seems that you just go like oh here's another tool here's another tool yeah here's sure. another thing i can do uh, but thinking through like what's that mental fortitude of just like saying, okay, I'm going to take these steps today. Is it, is it just that, is it down to like the day? Like I need to get some work done today. And I, and then you look yeah. back and go, I've, I've, I've gone a long way. Or what are your, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, I just sort of like have, I have a whiteboard in my office with my stuff that I have to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a checklist and it's like, okay, Like I'm working on a book right now and I have deadlines. And basically all I can focus on is that next deadline. Yeah. And how do I make that happen? I got to make that happen no matter what because I have deadlines. Because if I don't do this, the book doesn't exist. And then I break my contract and I don't get paid. And then we get kicked out of our house and we live in our van. So a lot of great things uh, happen. Yeah. A
0: lot of terrible (laughs) Terribleness happens
1: Dri- driven by the fear of failure i think is um
0: <laughs> well i mean it's it's funny how I, I don't know about you but honoring commitments is like the thing it just becomes yeah. the thing
1: yeah it is it's the thing i've always been um someone who gets their work done and i think that's helped i i know a lot of artists who can be flaky sure um as artists, we tend to be a little flaky. We tend to disregard, which, much to my wife's uh, discomfort. I hate calendars. Yeah. Um, hate a calendar, and she lives by the calendar, and I'm just like, ah, oh, calendar. Why do you have? Why is there so many
0: things every day on this thing? Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that very much. Yes. <laughs> but,
1: um when it comes to my work, like I have to get it done at this date and there's no other way around it. Right. And I think, uh, that all stems back to my time at art school where, um, I was paying a lot of money for this education Mm -hmm. and I did not want to waste it.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and so I thought, okay, well also that school is pretty hardcore. I don't know if they still are at the time where you get, you get, portfolio reviews and if you're not meeting requirements then they kick you out of the program entirely you can't come back to the school
0: dang that's Um, real that's
1: real right there yeah that's real so i thought well i'm i got i have to graduate i need to get my degree i want to get through this and so the the art center set me up for success in terms of like Mm. you have a project you have to have it done by this date it does not necessarily matter if it is great because it's Nothing is perfect, right? but good enough. Right. And I like to live my life in good enough, which <laughs> is like, maybe it's not the best, but I got it done. I, I, I'm happy with it. I'm proud of it. And we're moving on to the next thing.
0: Yeah. Able to um, sleep at night. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If I sleep. Able right. To sleep. If and when. <laughs> right right okay so last last thing and thank you so much i feel like i could talk to you for probably about three hours just about this stuff oh yeah Uh, let's do it let's keep going yeah let's just keep (laughs) forever and (laughs) everyone welcome you now we all live together this is our life this is what we're doing it's a community in and around an audio conversation anyway um so your your most recent book grumpy unicorn is out and it's out on scholastic
1: and it's out through Scholastic, it's at all the book fairs around the country, it's at Barnes & Noble, it's on Amazon, it's everywhere that and books this
0: is are your, sold. Is this your second book that's gone wide?
1: Um,
0: yes, it's technically my third.
2: third my, okay. The
1: first children's book I did was an ABC's of video games book. I own it, um, yes. The publisher, I, Yeah. oh yeah, thank you. The, the publisher, I don't know what their distribution situation was. I've never seen it in any stores.
2: Got it. Um,
1: but that was a fun sort of first go at making a book, which is something I'd always wanted to do, and I did that. Um, and then the, the next book I did – oh, this is my fourth book. Uh, mm-hmm. The next book I did was um, Alien Next Door, which is like a, a picture book based off of the Alien film Uh, Mm -hmm. those horror movies from the seventies and eighties that do not, should not translate into a children's book, but did. Yes. And, uh, I had a lot of fun with that. And then I did a, uh, another book similar to that based off of the show Firefly, which again, Mm -hmm. I was a big fan of and kind of gave me a start to this whole thing. And, um, and then, yeah, so this Grumpy Unicorn would be my fourth, my fourth book.
0: So fun. And And I, I know the kids in my house enjoyed it. Very wonderful. Much. Just wonderful they a was... couple
1: of reviews on Amazon of people that did not enjoy it. Um and that's
2: okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know, the the the
0: response to that just makes me think of what Seth Godin talks about that like I think um Harry Potter has like twenty thousand one star reviews. Oh yeah. Twenty thousand
1: well, Grumpy Unicorn and Harry Potter are very similar. Very
0: similar uh, in, in their... so many ways. <laughs> Mostly mostly in the, their sales is probably the the biggest one.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah. It's, it's funny. Did yeah, you know in kids'
0: books you can't even mention it? Like if you're talking about books, like your book is like, and it's like, it's not like Harry Potter. Nothing is. Don't do it. Just leave it alone. Just don't. She's very much there. like
1: Harry Potter.
0: Oh, man. Uh, I better put my review yeah, on no, there it's... then. That's what that's telling me. <laughs> oh man, because I got a video. I mean, he, he was so like he laughed so hard, and he was just like, "Damn!" Because I ordered it through the book, the book, uh, yeah, thing th- like the Scholastic book deal. But you know, the oh, best you thing, you know, when you're in fourth grade and they give you that, and you're like, the oh, book thing. You know, and I am just, so
1: honored to be a part of the book fair." Because as a kid, I loved the book fair. Oh yeah, so much.
0: Oh yeah, so um, I, and so now to have
1: a book be a part of that is incredible.
0: Heck yeah. Yeah, so I got it for him, and he was like, I don't – Dan, it's purple. And I was like, I right, know, buddy. Right. I know. And, you know, not classic. like. And it's uh, – what, what would you say the age range is for Grumpy Unicorn? It's, uh,
1: it's, it's 7 to t- – it's listed as 7 to 10, but um, what do they call that? Uh, there's, a, there's a word. You, you can edit this part out while I look for the word <laughs> in my mind.
0: <laughs> it's called Young
1: anecdotal <laughs> anecdotal evidence um I sell a lot of copies of the book at conventions to people without
0: children, yeah, oh really like to adults that's adults, funny yeah well, it's funny um so it makes, yeah more, thank makes you
1: sense. i I made it all ages, but the, the targeted range for the publisher was- seven, seven to ten
0: got it, got it, yeah yeah, well, and he's on the high side of that, so it was he was just like, I don't know, but when he got it, and then he read it. And he like as soon as he comes home with it, and then he just starts telling me all about it. And I just and, he, and then he like gets the book and he open and he's opening it up. And that's why I whipped out my camera because I was like, oh my gosh, this uh, is fantastic and it's so earnest. Um, and I that's what, loved it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad because he was just like the fact that he couldn't even get through it without well, he couldn't telling get through the story it. He was and laughing. laughing and I'm just like, oh my yeah. gosh, that's good. That's really good. So, that
1: yeah. see that kind of stuff makes my day right there.
0: Heck yeah. That's
1: Heck good yeah. stuff right
0: there. Right. Well, great. So this is out. What? I guess, I guess I have to ask. So, so what's next? What are you, what are you working yeah. on right now that we're going to be able to see um, six months from now, um, eight months from now? That's a great question. Um, Anything you can talk about? You might not be able to talk about
1: No, can't I can't talk, talk about, about it. it. Um, there will be something next year. Okay. Very similar to something that just came out. Okay. It's very grumpy. Um and there's more of it coming Sweet. possibly next year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my
2: goodness.
1: Um I have another project that I've been working on. It's a uh kind of teen young adult graphic novel. Okay. As well. Um that's sort of been in the process for a little while and uh hoping to do something with that after I wrap this up in the next few months. But um yeah, so I'm just doing a lot more gallery shows, a lot more conventions, uh, more books,
0: yeah. and
1: anything else that comes my way.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, I, I try to do as much as I can.
1: Yeah, heck yeah. Because you never know when when this train will run you, out of steam.
0: You never know when you could get $108. <laughs> that is, if there's anything I feel like I'm coming away with, it's that. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> um what is it in, well then in, i've done my job yeah you,
0: well all right here we are um <laughs> uh last last question for you if you could say anything to you um at um your first your first gig or um even in school what would be what do you think the biggest thing you would you would um uh try to share with yourself about you know creative professionalism or, or anything like that. What, what do you think is the, the biggest piece that um, you're glad you have now that you didn't then? Mm. Oh man, that's it's kind a, of a big one. That's a, that's a big question.
1: I think what I would tell myself is that you may have no idea what you're doing, but you're doing it right, which I know doesn't make sense, but like <laughs> I sort of, have jumped into this thing, like not necessarily knowing where I'm going mm-hmm. or what I'm doing or what is coming next. Like you can plan for everything you can plan ahead and none of it could work out. But if you stick with it, you'll get somewhere, you'll get somewhere you want to be without knowing that's where you want it to be. I did not know that I would be making books 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that's the majority of my work, and I love it. Mm. Um, I thought I would work in video games. Um, now, I haven't worked in video games in you know ten years mm-hmm. um, so I think just like be open be open to new opportunities that you didn't know could be so rewarding. sweet, I guess that's my answer.
0: Well, Joey, thanks so much for, for, for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. I'm going to t- put a whole bunch of show notes to your Etsy store and awesome. your Instagram and your Facebook so everybody can check out that and also check out your books. Have a great one. All right, you too. Take care. Isn't he great? That's Joey Spioto. Check him out at joebot.com. I'll put links in the show notes so you can check out his stuff. Pick up his latest book. It's seriously funny. It's seriously funny. Very funny. And I'll have a video that I'll be posting. We referenced it a little bit when we we'll be talking about uh, how uh, my 10 year old got to check out the book when he got it from the book fair. And it's, it's, super anyway, so there's that. Um, again, uh, thanks for listening. And I hope you have a great week. Um, coming up on the next episode is actually Kristen's view, Joey's wife. She's doing a lot of work with uh, finances. And we talk a lot about what you do with money in times like this. And so uh, stick around for that. Uh, But again, thank you so much. Have a great one and
2: be safe.